Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. So, let's talk about Greece. More than a decade after we saw those bailouts and those horrible austerity measures, Greece has been pulled from the brink of bankruptcy and the country very much economically on the rebound. In fact, to the point at which it's on the cusp of regaining a series of investment-grade ratings. Here to talk about the economic outlook for the country in light of rising interest rates, what's happening with the slowdown that we're seeing, certainly evidenced by today's PMI data at the core of Europe, is the Greek Prime Minister. Uh, he is, of course, Kyriakos Mitsotakis. Minister, Prime Minister, thank you very much indeed for your time. Uh, I hope you're having a great week in New York. Uh, and um, it's fantastic that you can take some time to join us here at Bloomberg. Well, thank you. We are, starting to, we are starting to see an economic slowdown in Europe. We are starting to see Germany slowing down. We're seeing France slowing down. How do you think that's going to ripple into your economy? Well, uh, first of all, I'm happy to report that uh, the Greek economy has proven particularly resilient. Uh, we will have uh, significant growth rates for 2023. I expect growth uh, in excess of 2%. And my goal has always been to significantly exceed uh, the Eurozone uh, growth, uh, average growth. And I think this is a success taking into consideration everything that had happened uh, to Greece over the past uh, decade. So I think Greece is back um, uh, for good. We mm -hmm. just won our second mandate. Uh, we have a very clear reform agenda. We just got to investment uh, grade, uh, which was an important uh, milestone uh, for the country after 13 very difficult uh, mm -hmm. years. And if you look at all the indicators, I think we will do significantly uh, better than the Eurozone average. Uh, and I'm cautiously optimistic that we can maintain this growth track for the long term. So what's your goal then economically for 2024 in light of potential 4% interest rates from the ECB for longer? Well, first of all, the fact that we got to investment grade, um, you know, helps us uh, with our uh, borrowing costs. And this is, of course, significant for public finances. But we've also been uh, unapologetic about maintaining fiscal discipline. We understand how important this is um, uh, for global capital markets. Uh, looking at uh, Greece, we will have a primary surplus of 0.7% this year and a higher primary surplus in 2024. And we we feel that we can meet these fiscal targets without compromising uh, our growth. If you look at tourist numbers, they were remarkable uh, this year. And there seems to be a trend uh, in Europe, in spite of the recession, people continue uh, to travel and they seem to continue to prefer uh, Greece um, uh, over maybe other Mediterranean um, uh, destinations. And of guy course, definitely does, by the way. Oh, well, you should, you should, you should, uh, Alex, you should <laughs> too. Um, right. um, uh, and uh, Greece is a lovely country to visit and not just during the very hot months of July uh, and August. We were able, yep. we've been able to expand our tourism season and attract significant investment in sustainable tourism. Okay, I, I, actually, Prime Minister, I'd like to talk to you about that. I managed to avoid it this year, but I know plenty of people that didn't. It got very hot in Greece. It got very hot around the Mediterranean this year. I talk to people in Scandinavia and they think that they are going to be the big beneficiaries of this. They think that people will no longer want to travel to places like Greece if it's 45 degrees and there are fires burning. 
what do you think the long-term trajectory is for, for Greek tourism I, if we are going to see this climate, sti- this climate change sticking? Well, I, I, I disagree with this uh, hypothesis. People still enjoy the hot Mediterranean and they do want to come to the Mediterranean and to Greece in particular during the summer uh, because they like to spend time at the beach. If anything, I would argue that climate change is an opportunity uh, for us to expand our tourism season. Yes, it may be uh, hot to come to Greece in July and August, but we will always have enough people interested to come to Greece during those two months. But we have now more people interested in coming to Greece in March and April or October and November. More people interested to come to visit our cities year-round. And expanding our tourism season has always been an important priority for us. And I think, Guy, that uh, there will be more people who, given the choice, will choose not to take their holidays in July or August. Not just because it may be too hot, but because it's too crowded. So for us, it's a great opportunity to expand uh, our tourism season and also to open new destinations uh, on the mainland uh, for people to explore. So there's still going to it's still going to be some time uh, until the Scandinavian yep. beaches or the Danish or Swedish beaches are going to compete <laughs> with the Greek beaches. I don't see this happening very anytime soon. I'll pass that message on next time I see them. Um, you did face some criticism, though, in the way that you handled the wildfires this year. What lessons do you think you learned? Look, I mean, uh, climate, the climate crisis is, is here, and it's here for good. We've always had wildfires uh, uh, in uh, the Mediterranean, but we had uh, particularly intense wildfires this year, and we also had unprecedented floods. So uh, it's very clear that we need to focus more on short-term adaptation. And this is, of course, uh, a case I'm also making to my European colleagues. We spend trillions of euros uh, on long-term mitigation, and rightly so, because we want to be leaders in the climate transition. But we also need to support uh, people when uh, they lose their livelihoods or houses uh, as a result of uh, climate disasters uh, today. Uh, so we need to be uh, much more effective in dealing with these uh, disasters. We've made good progress. For example, in Greece, we have a 112 emergency number, uh, which we used very successfully to evacuate people and make sure that we save uh, lots of lives. Uh, this is something, for example, that was not present in Maui. Uh, and when I look at the Maui disaster, it's so painful because we had gone through similar disasters five years ago, but we learned from them. And uh, we are using technology uh, in a much smarter way today to make sure that at least we can save people's lives. Um, The climate crisis is going to cost more money in terms of either dealing with events or also where you get your energy. Where are you going to get reliable, affordable energy from and where do you get it? Well, first of all, we get it from the wind and the sun. Uh, we are affordable. It's, it is affordable. It reliable. is reliable. It is cheaper. It is reliable because we have lots of sun and lots of wind. But of course, it will not do the trick on its own. But Greece is one of the top ten producers of renewable energy from the wind and the sun. We have um, 12 gigawatts of installed uh, wind and, uh, and sun energy in Greece, and much more uh, to come. But of course, uh, in the short to medium term, we will also uh, need to rely on natural gas uh, as a transition fuel. And there's a case to be made that Greece is playing yep. a, a very important role in uh, the European energy system because we are also an entry point for natural gas uh, to serve not just uh, the Eastern Europe but even um, um, uh, pumping gas up to Ukraine. So Greece's role as a pillar of geopolitical and energy stability in the Eastern Mediterranean has certainly been enhanced after Russia's invasion into Ukraine. Prime Minister, one of the other effects of climate change could be that we face within Europe even greater pressure from migration. How destructive could that be to the, to the forces that bind Europe, the EU, together right now? How damaging could it be to institutions such as the European Union? Could we see those, those 
those institutions once again fraying at the edges because of the pressure that is being applied. And what do you think needs to happen now in order to try and avert that crisis? I know you've had talks with President Erdogan recently. Let's talk about how that could progress in terms of dealing with the issue. But how do you see the European Union doing more on this, on this matter? Well, obviously there are long-term solutions uh, addressing the root causes of migration, but these are going to take time. Uh, as far as the short-term solutions, we need to do th two things. We need to be ruthless in terms of breaking the smugglers' uh, networks that benefit from desperate people uh, who they put on boats which are clearly not seaworthy. But at the same time, we need to balance that by offering legal pathways to migration to those who, who can come to Europe and who can also help us with our, yep. uh, with our economic growth. Look at Greece, for example, we're bringing our employment down. We already have labor shortages uh, in uh, sectors such as agriculture. So we yeah. want to do bilateral deals. But we want these people to come on our own terms and to come safely. Prime Minister, we do have to leave it there. It was such a pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you so very much. Thanks Prime for Minister having Greece me. joining us here. Thank you. Come back. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.